FitFizz friends, thank you for being here with me again today. We've been pretty focused on nutrition lately in the last few episodes, so I am steering the ship in a new direction today with a focus on behavior change and toxic positivity. Now, if hearing that phrase made you cringe or roll your eyes, then you are exactly who can probably benefit the most from listening today. I am a huge fan of personal growth and exploring any areas of discomfort within ourselves in order to become better people. And hopefully you're a fan of all that stuff too. And in case you're new here, why should you listen to me? Well, hello, my name is Kelly Wilson. I am the owner of fitfizstudio.com and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to what? celebrate victory all along the way. I think that in order for us to bloom as people, we have to be willing to sit in the dirt sometimes. Something I learned from a very brilliant woman named Brooke Castillo is that expecting life to be great or positive more than 50% of the time is not realistic. And I vividly remember the first time I heard her talk about this concept sometime in Late 2017, when I was really sick, really low, just everything felt like a disaster. And when I heard it, it's basically stopped me dead in my tracks. To me, it was like truer words had never been spoken. And it was really validating. It shifted my perspective in a good way. Have you ever had one of those times where maybe you were depressed or maybe lacking oomph for life or mentally dragging through the days and not feeling real upbeat about anything. I know I've had lots of those times myself, and even as recently as last week. And maybe you find the strength to share what you're going through. And yes, I do consider that to be a form of strength, because it's showing vulnerability and opening yourself up to possibly be misunderstood in this world that largely doesn't accept mental health issues. But maybe you shared those feelings in some way and the responses you got were like, cheer up, it could be worse, look on the bright side, don't worry, it'll be okay. Or maybe it was like, don't cry, you're going to make me start crying. Or it's really not that serious. Or, but you're such an amazing person, you shouldn't be sad. Ugh, vomit, gross. Who else is cringing with me at all those phrases? Or maybe you're the opposite. Maybe your gut response right now is like, hey, Kel, what's your point? Those sound like nice, positive comments to me. Okay, sure. I'll give you that they're nice, but they're not kind. There's a big difference. And they're certainly not compassionate responses. And Well, those are all examples of toxic positivity. So if you're a little bit confused or if this is a new concept for you, this is exactly why I'm doing this show. So please keep listening with a receptive and open mind. This is how we can all grow a little bit together. And I realize that the word toxic has kind of started to lose its power over the last 
three or four years because it's really thrown around so often now. And so I try to purposely not overuse the word toxic, but yeah, yeah, I know like every episode, it's me and my little quirks with semantics. So if you can't stand the word toxic because it feels cliche, I'm sorry. But if I call this anything other than toxic positivity, it's just going to be much harder to define. I don't know what else to call it. And that's that's what it's collectively called by other people. So toxic positivity. First, I want to touch on something that we're all more familiar with, which is just plain old positive thinking. And positive thinking is not everything. And I'm going to explain why. It's not uncommon to see the phrase positive vibes only plastered somewhere. But is that phrase positive vibes only really helpful to anyone? It might be helpful to the person who's posting it or wearing it on a shirt as a reminder to themselves. But I think that's where it ends. There seems to be this whole movement around positive vibes only. And every time I see it, I've always wondered what's going through that person's head when they post that phrase. And in my head, I'm usually like, eh, maybe I'm just too negative to get it. But it seems pretty exclusionary to say positive vibes only. And then this year, this year alone, I've heard a few other women who I highly respect, talk about this very thing. And I was so relieved to know that it wasn't just me who sees it this way. It is exclusionary. I see it as a red flag that's kind of proclaiming that at no time will they have the emotional capacity to sit in the dirt with even their closest friends if they're struggling and if they're feeling like they can't go on for another day because positive vibes only. It's pretty gross, right? When you think about it that way. And I know that some people will say that I'm reading too much into this, but words have a lot of power. And whether you like to admit it or not, our perceptions are a reality. So I'm sure those people would also like to flip that right around back at me and say, well, if perception is reality, then I'm choosing to only associate with things that are happy, high vibration, and positive 100% of the time. But That is actually a disservice to anyone who thinks that way because sooner or later, life will eventually send each and every one of us into an unfortunate time where you might need to reach out for support. And what if your friends, if you were the person proclaiming positive vibes only and you get to that dark time and your friends turn around and simply say, sorry, positive vibes only. So you see my point there? (laughs) Now, As humans, we need to feel things other than positive emotions 24-7 because otherwise we won't have the skills to process and manage things when it's our turn to seriously sit in the dirt. And those times will inevitably happen. So the positive vibes only phrase has even been called spiritual bullying by some psychological experts. And we're here to experience life. And that means that things are not happy roughly 50% of the time. The human experience itself encompasses bad things too. And that's just how it is. There is no way around it. 
So while yes, I do believe that what you focus on grows, and if you act and think positively, that things will tend to continue in that direction. There's even science behind this on many levels, even down to there have been studies where if people like they angrily scream at water, the water molecules themselves will change in their molecular structure in quite an alarming way. And the opposite is true as well if they're spoken to in if the water is spoken to in a loving way. So yeah, there's great power in positive thinking and all of that. I'm not denying it at all. But when toxic positivity starts to creep in, in a way, let's think of it kind of like a fake Renoir painting. So there's no denying that a Renoir painting, if it's real, it can be worth a whole lot, right? So kind of like positivity, it's authentic. But let's say someone spent millions on a fake Renoir painting. They're probably going to be mad and disgusted when they find out it's fake, right? So maybe you try to associate that with toxic positivity. It's not authentic. It's not compassionate. Toxic positivity is belittling. And it oftentimes diminishes, diminishes someone's truth that they are currently experiencing. I have experienced this myself a few times over the past couple of weeks alone, which has been, it has lit a little bit of a fire under my butt to talk about this now. And I also observe it, observe it constantly on posts that other people make when they try to share something personal and vulnerable. And lately, for me myself, I've given the block button and the unfriend button quite a workout on social media lately, mostly on Facebook. Sometimes it's been people who I have actually known for decades. And there were certain comments made that made me decide that their place in my life was, it wasn't worth keeping them in my life. And if these things happen to you, it's certainly worth considering why they're allowed to be in your life. If they don't have the emotional intelligence to realize that not only not only do they project toxic positivity by saying things like, come on, just be happy when you're going through something serious, but it also diminishes your reality, which is also an energy zapper. So you shouldn't have to tolerate that. Your energy is precious and so is mine. Now, without blatantly putting specific people on blast, but to give you a better picture of exactly what I mean is that in the past, I would allow people to say whatever. And if I had known them most of my life, but maybe they were kind of rude, I'd let it slide. I wouldn't say anything. Well, that's what's called being a doormat. And no more of that in my life. And with all that I've been through with my health issues and virtually no emotional support from many people who I used to consider friends, it's become much easier for me to let go of toxic people-pleasing tendencies that have ruled my life in the past. And it has allowed me to make my circle tighter, which is pretty refreshing. And just because I've known someone for 25 or 30 years doesn't mean that I have to be cordial with them, especially if they say things to invalidate my experiences. And you don't have to tolerate it either. So they say that friends come into your life for a season or a reason. So if their season is over, goodbye. That's it. Sometimes toxic positivity will look like someone who just wants to cheer you up. But what does that do? We always hear people say how it's not good to hold in your feelings. 
And it's really not. Emotional trauma of all kinds actually stays in the tissues of our bodies unless we actively work to release it. That's part of the reason why sometimes you hear about people who go and have a massage and they end up crying or feeling really emotional. That's because emotional toxicity or trauma is finally being worked out of the system through that manipulation of the muscles. So what can you do besides saying, I just want to cheer you up? Well, people can offer to sit in the dirt with you or you can offer to sit in the dirt with somebody who's having a hard time. It's called compassion. Because when someone is in a dark state of mind, being cheered up with a funny video or cat memes or something superficial like that is not really positive for more than a split second. The problem will still be there and you basically ignored it. So what a way to make someone feel insignificant, huh? And you also shouldn't want to fix someone's problems. I mean, if you can fix them, great, go ahead and fix them. But a lot of times we can't. So by saying, oh, I just wish I could fix it for you, it's not a good idea. It's not the best idea. Some people can actually feel, if they're already in that, that dark state of mind and you say, oh, I just wish I could fix it for you, some people might feel a lot more pressure put on them by hearing that you wish you could fix it when it's simply not possible. So what is positive for someone who is drowning in their dirt in the tough part of life? If you don't have the emotional space to sit in the dirt with them, a positive and compassionate thing to say would be something like, I know it's extremely difficult right now and find ways to be supportive from there on out. But don't say it if you don't mean it. Now, I know from a whole lot of experience that when you're in it and you're in it deep and someone says, let me know if I can help, but you know they don't really mean it, it can really be angering. It feels so unfair. And if you're the kind of person who doesn't really know what else to say, so you find that maybe you do say things like, let me know if I can help, but you know you don't actually mean it. There's your homework right there. Find more authentic things to say so that you don't use that as a default. It should not be up to the person struggling to figure out how to make things easier for you. So think of things you can genuinely and authentically say the next time this happens that show compassion for their reality. Something that I have said to others because when it's been said to me, it feels genuine is something to the effect of like, Everything that you're feeling right now is totally valid. So don't let anyone tell you that your feelings are wrong. You have every right to feel this way. Or say something along those lines. This is not a time for just be positive. These are times to acknowledge someone's pain. Sometimes acknowledging someone's pain is the positive thing to do. And yes, there most definitely is a point where if someone is constantly in a state of despair, I'm not saying you should just willfully tolerate it to no end. Obviously, use common sense for that. And maybe sometimes you have to take a different route. But mainly what I'm talking about are the initial reactions that often fall into the category of toxic positivity. So to give you another example, let's say that someone texts you or makes a Facebook post that says, 
so-and-so and I just broke up. I'm so upset. Or maybe it's like, we're getting a divorce. Toxic positivity would say, his loss or her loss, anyone would be so lucky to have you. That's toxic positivity. If this person is clearly emotionally distraught and you respond like that, it's emotionally inept. Either sit in the dirt or don't be part of it. That's what a truly positive person would do. Or at least find a way to not gloss over the difficulty of their situation. Sure, it's great to use humor to lighten a mood, but it has its time and place. And when somebody feels horrible, that's not the time or the place. If you're that person who has dealt with toxic positivity, don't be afraid to point it out when it happens. I did this a few days ago. I told this person that she was projecting toxic positivity. She was diminishing my reality. I explained why. And I told her she can either correct her behavior or never speak to me again. And I gave her 20 minutes. I got no reply. So that was it. Block. And I've known her since I was probably 11 years old. I won't be a doormat for that stuff. And I don't need people in my life who are that emotionally incompetent and neither do you. And I also want to say that doing things like blocking people, unfriending people, ending complete friendships. I lost my previous best friend of about 23 years because she had overstepped boundaries and invalidated my experiences one too many times. And It sucked to lose her friendship, but it got to a point where the bad parts outweighed the good parts. And we had become different people. And doing things like that doesn't make you petty. It doesn't make you reactionary. It doesn't make you incapable of being friends with people who have different beliefs than you. But it does make you a person who knows their boundaries. And by making your mental health a priority, that is one way to give yourself more energy. And when people are draining you for whatever reason, even if it's just something that they say because they're not really thinking, whatever reason they're draining you for, it's not healthy. And if you can stop the energy drain, you can get to keep your energy. And that's the entire basis of Fit Fizz is basically keeping your energy. It, you know, Fit Fizz is all about the fizz, the bubbles, effervescence, life, and being uplifted and having or finding by any means necessary, finding the energy necessary in order to get through this crazy, crazy roller coaster of life. People might have good intentions when they say things like be positive or it's not that bad. But the truth is that if you really want to be supportive, being positive shouldn't be the goal. Making them feel heard and seen should be the goal. Shoving positivity down someone's throat can have a negative effect, and it can send a signal that they are unsafe being themselves with you. If you show enough genuine support, you will be leaving enough space for something positive to bloom out of the dirt on its own with a little care. Now, I'm going to be leaving an infographic that shows a list of terms that demonstrate toxic positivity and true positivity, and that'll be on the website for this episode, and I will be sharing that on social media so you can see more examples of this. And I hope that you found value in this, and maybe you can try to use it as a way to be a better person for those that you care about. Let me know what you thought of this episode. 
please leave a review for the show in iTunes if you haven't already. And before I say goodbye, I am elated to say thanks to all of my beautiful Patreon supporters, Elise V, Tracy D, Zach R, Wendy C, Pamela P, Lindsay O, Jaris H, and Carmina S. You could add your name to this list or even your business name by supporting the show and getting exclusive content for as little one as, as little, little as $1 a month if you go to patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. Thanks again for sharing your valuable time with me. Share this with a friend. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, say no to toxic positivity, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory. <laughs>